0: We'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for February 26, 2012. This is part two and our final part of our study. Next article, uh, continuing with this whole theme on uh, the Middle East, This it's entitled, The Rhetoric Reaching Dangerous Point of No Return, Iran Tells the World to Soon Look for the Great Event from Allah. So I'm trying to tie this whole Middle East crisis, World War III, the Imam, Mahdi, Maitreya, and then we're going to start talking about what they who they term as Master Jesus and it's not the Jesus of the Bible, okay We're going to tie that into it as well because he's heavily related to this whole thing as well. Iran is telling the world to soon look for the quote "great event from Allah." now again, if this stuff starts to go down and happen, and I say at some level it will happen, it will play out on some level, and you've never heard this stuff before, you're going to be kind of like clueless. And some unsaved person might look at you as a born-again Christian and say, well, what do you got to say about this, Mr. Christian? And you have no, you have no answer to give them because you're, you're like totally uneducated, which is going to be the vast majority of people out there. They're not going to have an answer for what's coming down the pike. They're just not. They're going to be clueless. A lot of them are, their, sh- their faith is going to be shaken so much, they're, going to, they're just probably going to go into like hibernation mode or something. You know? And remember, it's the strong delusion. It's strong. If it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect, according to Matthew 24 24, regarding the end times. These antichrists that are coming. Not necessarily the antichrist every time. There's many antichrists, but there's only one, the antichrist, capital A. So this article starts out, this is out of Tehran. It says, amid crippling sanctions over its nuclear weapons program, Iran is continuing to prepare itself for war against the West. And now is warning of a coming great event. In light of the re- realization of the divine promise by Almighty, by the Almighty, is, war- is a warning of a coming great event. Quote, in light of the realization of the divine promise by Almighty God, the Zionists and the great Satan America will soon be defeated. End of quote. That's from Ayatollah Khomeini, the Iranian supreme leader, and issued a warning saying that. So they're believing that the the divine promise from Allah is that the great Satan America and the Zionists, who uh, they would, I guess, really refer to as Israel, will soon be defeated. Khomeini, speaking to hundreds of youths, from more than 70 countries attending a World Conference of the Arab Spring just days ago, said this. He told a cheering crowd in Tehran that Allah's promise will be delivered and Islam will be victorious. Uh, the countries represented include Bahrain, Egypt, Libya, Palestine, and Tunisia, all of which have been involved in the Arab Spring. In his remarks, Khomeini advised the youth to remain vigilant, stating that is. The Islamic awakening in the region has delivered several blows to the enemies of Islam, and all Muslims, despite their own historical and social differences, they remain united in opposing the evil hegemony of the Zionists and the Americans. Khomeini then claimed the current century as the century of Islam and promised that human history is on the verge of a great event, and that soon the world will realize the power of Allah. Many clerics in Iran have stated that Khomeini is the deputy of the last Islamic Messiah on earth, and has been heard to say that the control of the last Islamic Messiah, the Shiite's 12th Imam Mahdi, is very near, and that specific actions needed to be taken to prevent protect the Islamic regime for the upcoming events. The Mahdi, or the Imam Mahdi, otherwise known as the 12th Imam, according to Shia belief, will reappear at a time of much bloodshed and most likely World War III. Selected forces within the Revolutionary Guards of Iran in Basiji reportedly have already been training under a task force called Soldiers of the Imam Mahdi. They're taking this pretty seriously. They've got specific parts of their Revolutionary Guard that are are actually called soldiers of the Imam Mahdi right now. And they will bear the responsibility of security and protecting the regime against uprisings. Many in the guards uh, have been told that the 12th Imam is on Earth right now and soon will announce publicly his presence after the needed environment is created. Remember, much bloodshed. But he's already on Earth right now. Who else is claiming to be that? Who's been on Earth for a long time? Lord Maitreya, who says he's the twelfth Imam. I don't see anybody up there saying I don't I don't see Khomeini coming out saying, but it's not that Maitreya guy up there in London, because that's where he supposedly lives, in the suburb of London. Why aren't they saying that? Well, anyway. Sources within Valley High Emir, the revolutionary forces. In charge of the su- Supreme Leader's Protection, also recent re- recently revealed an assassination attempt on Khomeini that was thwarted dr- just in time. Okay, so now, in light of what I just said, not me, but the article, I interjected the teaching I've done called Deception of Foot, Maitreya, and Master Jesus. Now, I'm not being blasphemous. Master Jesus is the Ascended Master version, knockoff, counterfeit. False Jesus that we're in reference to here. I did this teaching in 2009. I'm just going to read you the excerpt, the table of contents from the teaching. Well, I'm the table of contents, the uh, description of the teaching. i give you the link here, it's on page 7. Share International, Maitreya's website, is now advertising Maitreya's emergence on the History Channel, Rush Limbaugh, Nancy Grace, Anderson Cooper 360, and Wall Street Journal. Maitreya seems to have a strangely similar share and save the world agenda to that of the purpose-driven pastor Rick Warren with his global peace plan, P-E-A-C-E. He's got this global peace plan. Very, very similar to what the United Nations and uh, Maitreya have as their stated goals. Hmm, Imagine that. Uh, And also similar to President-elect Barack Hussein Obama with his Global Poverty Act and Universal Service Plan. It's kind of funny, they all seem to be on the same page. Mm. Men who apparently have no aversion to working with any or all of the world religions or non-religions to, quote, save the planet. Share International says Maitreya, who claims to also be the 12th Imam or the Imam Mahdi, is coming with his satanic counterfeit, Master Jesus, also known as Sananda Emmanuel. Did you know that? In Islamic writings, they say when Imam Mahdi comes, he's going to come with Master Jesus. Jesus is talked about in Quranic writings, but it's not the Jesus of the Bible. It's their version. In collaboration with Maitreya, Master Jesus, who is deeply interested in unifying the religions from the East to the West according to the plan, will lead the one universal church, uniting all peoples into one humanity. That's what Master Jesus' agenda and purpose is. Isn't that what the false prophet's going to do? Kind of. You know. Hmm. I don't know. I'm not saying they're Antichrist and false prophet. I'm saying, though, that they might be or, if not, they're going to play some type of most likely major role in the end time delusion, deception that God is sending. God's letting it happen. So, it is forecast that Master Jesus will yet occupy the chair of the Pope of, in Rome. Hmm, imagine that. And that from that seat, he will then be able to re inspire and reorient the whole field of Christian religion. Diverting it from its present political and temporal trends towards a more spiritual approach. I, now, this whole teaching's on this Master Jesus of Maitreya. So if you want to know more about this deception, and I think we should be educated, because this is one of the main things I see deceiving Christianity coming down the road. This isn't some trivial little matter, oh, okay, whatever. This doesn't. When this stuff starts to go down, if you're not aware of this information, you really might get sucked into some bad stuff. This Master Jesus, when he comes around and he gets, he ascends to the Pope of uh, the, basically the position of Pope in Rome, the last Pope, which is what Tom ward has been talking a lot about lately. He gets to that position. He's going to straighten us all out. On how the Bible's wrong about this and that and it got mistranslated and this and that. guarantee it's going to be all focused in on the King James Bible. How it was mistranslated and how he never said that and how he never did this and how it was just this and that. Oh yeah. That's what's going to happen. Talk about shaking the faith. I mean, if if you take away the word of God, what do we have to base our faith on? I've heard of scenarios where when these ascended masters come back, they're going to actually show what happened at the cross, where Jesus really never even got crucified. In fact, the miracles that he did were all done under the power of Maitreya. That's what they claim. Jesus, This ascended master Jesus says that when, I, when, when the um, Holy Spirit came down, when he got baptized, John the Baptist... You know what he said? He says that's when Maitreya, the spirit of this Maitreya, the God that's on earth right now, actually came into him and gave him the power to do all the miracles all those three and a half years. Now, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that's what they're saying. And let me tell you something. There's only one religion they're fixated on and disproving. It's not Buddhism. It's not Hinduism. It's not Zoroastrianism. It's not the Mormons. It's not the Jehovah Witnesses. It's none of that. It's true Bible-believing Christianity. It seems to be the only religion that they're concerned about. Imagine that. You get in the big picture now? I mean, this is big picture stuff we're looking at here. This is stuff that's going to make or break a lot of people that are are Christians in a way. Because if they're totally unaware... I'm not saying God can't make them a quick study on something. But if you're totally unaware of this stuff... And it starts to go down. Uh, I see a lot of people getting deceived. I mean, by the millions. The Bible says also they deceive the whole world through, you know, the lying wonders and signs and miracles and all these things that they were doing. They add that aspect into it as well. People are going to buy hook, line, and sinker just from that standpoint. But can you imagine if they played supposedly, they could take you back in time and supposedly pour, play some holographic project, projection of what actually happened at the cross? And they're saying, see, Jesus was never even crucified. You guys got it all wrong. fact, afterward, he, he ended up marrying Mary Magdalene, which is what they say. And they went up to uh, Europe and had kids, which is where they say the Illuminati's Merovingian bloodline stemmed from. And what that book, The Holy Blood, Holy Grail, was totally based on. A lot have been a lot of those lies I've, I've disproved. Just key in Holy Blood, Holy Grail in the keyword search box at ContendingForTruth.com. I've done a whole bunch of teachings on all this Lost Tomb of Jesus that when that came out. It's kind of funny. These shows like Discovery History Channel and, and, and supposedly when people get abducted by aliens and, and then all these Ascended Master writings that are channeled or, or whatever. It's always about setting us straight on that The King James Bible, what the King James Bible would teach is a lie. It just seems like that's what it's always focused in on. Imagine that. The tenets, we got it all wrong. They actually created us too. I don't know if you knew that. That's what the Ascended Masters claim. They said, well, we came here millions of years ago. And uh, we created you. We're your gods. We are the gods of old. And we've come back because you've messed things up so bad. But we got to come back and straighten things out, because if we let you go on any longer, you're just going to wipe yourselves out, even though they're the ones that created all this garbage in the first place. That's known as the ancient astronaut theory. Panspermia. And there's different, there's different flavors of that, but that's what they're going to claim. They're going to claim to be our... And they're going to say, listen, guys, Jesus, the ascended master, Jesus, started the age of Pisces. But you guys... We're going to give you a special treat. We want to usher you into the age of Aquarius. You know, that song, This Is the Dawning of the Age of Aquarius. Okay, that song, that's real. They want to usher us into the age of Aquarius when we're going to go from the old world order into the new world order where we will be like our creators, the ascended masters, and become as gods isn't that the same lie that Satan told that Eve in the Garden of Eden you shall be as gods? If eat to the tree of the knowledge of good or evil? Yeah, same same old lie, just a little different spin on it. And we need to take our next evolutionary step and go to that level. Because they're going to say that they, the, the most common scenario I've said where they came and they literally seeded the planet with life and it evolved and then that would line up with Darwinianism. The best, best, best example of that lie that I've ever seen is if you go up to YouTube and you key in Mission to Mars, Mission to Mars, Final Scene, and it shows that, you know, this alien race or whatever, it was a large gray alien, which one of the Ascended Masters actually claims to be, his name's Hanton, he said he's, he refers to himself as creator god of the universe. No shortage of ego there. Anyway, he claims to be a large gray alien. But in the movie, Mission to Mars, it was a large gray alien that had this feminine motif. It was really weird. And supposedly turns back the the, the hand of time and shows the astronaut, the American astronaut, how the world came to be. And in that scenario, it was that their planet was being destroyed, Mars. And they had to get off it, and they had to get out of Dodge. And then when they got off the Dodge, they launched these little pods over to earth the pods went into the water, into the oceans into the primordial sludge and then out of the primordial sludge emerged a two cell amoeba which, you know, went into a catfish, which eventually grew legs and got on land and then became an aardvark which got into a gorilla and then that became a hawk and then the gorilla hawk turned back into a pilt down man and, you know, then an elk or what I don't know I love Piltdown Man the best. He, he, he's my favorite. Neanderthal, and then eventually evolved into what we are today. Panspermia. Ancient astronaut theory. Key in, ancient astronaut theory in the keyword search box at ContenduFortruth.com I've done all studies on it. It's what the Raelians believe in that cult, the Raelians. See, the thing is, is when this stuff starts to go down, a lot of these fringe, messed up, weird, zany, new age cults are going to look like they're the ones that have the answers. <laughs> and Christianity, Bible-believing Christianity, has done about nothing, almost nothing, to prepare the body of Christ for these eventual scenarios. Here Jesus Christ is warning us, let no man deceive you. It's going to be a time of deception like you've never, ever known. As it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Noah was the most like wicked time on the planet Earth. Fallen angels that had come down procreated with women created a whole Nephilim race of giants so ba- so bad that man's thoughts were only evil continually. Everything had been corrupted, other than Noah and and, and his eight uh, the eight people on the ark and the animals he took with them. We've got all these warnings, and yet the church is going around preaching prosperity uh, uh, doctrines and, and and you know just talking about Jesus and and God or a God of love and. and this type of thing and, and preaching these little frilly, lukewarm sermons. Now I'm not saying there's not a time and a place for that, but well, the prosperity part, you know. Anyway, Uh but that's what's going on. It's it's plain as day. The the longer I do this, the the more plain it becomes. What's going to uh, ultimately end up happening? You know. So. Let's go back to this description here. So it's forecast that Master Jesus will yet occupy the chair of the Pope of Rome, and that from that seat he will be able to re inspire, reorient the whole field of the Christian religion. He's going to set us all straight, finally, this ascended Master Devil Jesus. It's not the Jesus of the Bible. Diverting it from its present political and temporal trends toward a more spiritual approach. Oh boy. Now. <clears throat> As a description, I'm going to go now to a description of what Islam says about this 12th Imam. The Mahdi will suddenly appear, according to a report from Mecca, though no one can know the day. Another beautiful moment of the Mahdi's appearance is the coming down of the prophet Jesus from heaven. Did you know that? They're saying this right here in Islamic writings. Another beautiful moment of the Savior's appearance is the coming down of the prophet Jesus from heaven, says the report. They view Jesus as like a good man and a prophet. That's in the Islamic writings. Not the Son of God, not the Savior of all humanity, none of that. Okay. So it's a different Jesus we're in reference to here. It's another gospel. It's not even a gospel, it's it's just a perversion of what Jesus is. It's blasphemous. This report goes on to say, quote, Imam Mahdi receives him courteously and asks him to lead the prayers. See, it seems like this Jesus, when he comes back, he's going to be more preoccupied with the religious aspects of united all religions on planet Earth. Isn't that what the false prophet's going to do? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm not being dogmatic. Oh no, it's Prince Charles. Come on. Prince Charles. Who's going to follow that guy? He is, that guy's, my word, give me a break. I'm sorry, I just, I, I'll, I'll, when, I'll believe it when I see it on Prince Charles. I just don't think it's him. I'm sorry, I don't. You can show me all the Merovingian bloodline stuff and all the, all the little symbol, symbology and all that stuff in the world. I don't think the people, the world is going to rally around Prince Charles. Just don't see it happening. But, you know, you never know. Maybe I'm wrong. Who knows? But again, I sure don't want to argue about it, okay? We're speculating here, but I'm talking about these people here, these entities that we're talking about here. We're talking New Age writings going back over 100 years, starting with H.P. Blavatsky. The modern-day revival of, or the modern-day origin of Ascended Master Talk and channeling and so many things that Share International, so many things United Nations points to, so many things, high-level new agers and people that are in high-level positions of Illuminati go by are based on a lot of the stuff we're talking about right now. So the Imam Mahdi receives him courteously. This is when Master Jesus comes down and asks him to lead prayers. But Jesus says, "You are more qualified for this than me." He says this to the Imam Mahdi. We read in the book of Tazkarat, O Allah. That the Mahdi will come with Jesus, the son of Mary, accompanying him. This indicates that these two great men will complement one another. The Imam Mahdi will be the leader, while the prophet Jesus will act as his lieutenant. In the struggle against oppression and the establishment of justice in the world. (laughs) This is so blasphemous. But again, this is the false Jesus. This isn't the real Jesus. But he's going to be the lieutenant. What about chief petticoat officer or some other rank? I don't know. Captain or, or I don't know, master sergeant maybe? You know, I don't know. There's, there's other ranks. Anyway, uh, so, yeah. Uh, Jesus had himself given the tidings of the coming of God's last messenger, and we'll see Muhammad's ideals materialize in the time of the Mahdi Going back to the well, going back to the main thing here. In the in a greeting to the world's Christians for the coming year, Iranian President Mahmoud Ahmadinejad said he expects both Jesus and the Twelfth Imam, the Imam Mahdi, to return and wipe away oppression. Wouldn't it be wacky if, like, all of this focus now that's being put on Iran? Now, both their Ayatollah and both the president. Ahmadinejad, are waiting mega, mega, mega big time for this Imam Mahdi to appear and then also Master Jesus. With the spotlight so on Iran right now, wouldn't that be maybe an ideal, oh, I don't know, platform for that to happen? I don't know. I'm not saying it's going to. And I'm not saying, you know, it might not happen in whenever, but it's kind of funny how They're the two main ones really, really vocal about this that I can see in the Middle East. And it seems to be the spotlights on them the most right now. So, kind of interesting. Uh, He goes on to say, President Ahmadinejad, I wish all the Christians a very happy New Year and wish to ask them a question as well. Now, I don't believe anything coming out of his mouth, because the reality is, is... They want to kill and slay the infidels, but they speak out of both sides of their mouth. They'll call us the great Satan one minute and say they want to annihilate us to their crowds, and then they'll come out and say, I wish you all a happy new year, whatever, whatever. Th- their word means nothing to me, because they're liars, and their father's a liar, and is the father of lies, Satan, essentially. So, he said, Ahmadinejad, according to the Iranian student news agency reported by Ynet News, my one question from the Christians is, what would Jesus do if he were present in the world today? Now this is Iranian president asking us as Christians this question. What would Jesus do if he were present in the world today? What would he do before some of the oppressive powers of the world who are in fact residing in Christian countries? Which powers would he revive and which of them would he destroy? Asked the Iranian leader. So he's trying to get us to contemplate things. If Jesus were present today, who would be facing him, and who would be following him? He's acting as though he knows the real true answers to these questions, because when his false Jesus comes, he's going to look like, you know, he was the smart guy all along, and we Christians were stupid, and we never even knew what was going on. It was Islam that was right all along, and they're the ones that had it figured out. In a videotape meeting... Ahmadinejad discussed candidly a strange paranormal experience he had while addressing the United Nations, of all places, in uh, New York of last September. He He recounts how he found himself bathed in light throughout a speech. But this wasn't the light directed at the podium by the United Nations and the television cameras. It was, he said, a light from heaven. According to a transcript of his comments obtained and translated, um... Ahmadinejad wasn't the only one who noticed the unearthly light. One of his aides brought it to his attention as well. The Iranian president recalled being told about it by his delegation, quote, When you begin with the words, In the name of Allah, I saw light coming, surrounding you and protecting you to the end, end of quote. Well, oh, the light of Satan? Lucifer, whose actual name means light bearer? Hmm. If, if Satan can come as an angel of light... It's no marvel that his ministers can be transformed into ministers of righteousness? Hmm, and anyway, there's some Bible verses that might relate to that. Uh, let's go further. Ahmadinejad agreed that he sensed the same thing. He sees his main mission, as he recounted in a November 16th speech in Tehran, as to pave the path for the glorious reappearance of Imam Mahdi, may Allah hasten his reappearance. So they're taking this pretty seriously. According to the Shiites, the twelve Imam disappeared as a child in the year nineteen forty or nine hundred and forty one. When he returns, they believe he will reign on earth for seven years. Wow, that's kind of a weird tribulation coincidence. Seven year tribulation. Hmm. And if he appears at the start of the tribulation, he confirms the covenant with Israel and the other countries for a week, meaning seven years in biblical terms. Huh, I wonder if there's any correlation there. Anyway, uh, so, he will reign for seven years before bringing about the final judgment and the end of the world. Hmm, Sounds like uh, Armageddon. Kind of lined up with the Bible. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, he disappeared in uh, year 941. I guess he's been on some kind of big sabbatical. So, Let's talk a little bit more about a Sananda Emanuel, or Master Jesus. He plays the role of Jesus in the astral realm and near-death experiences. This is from New Age sources. He is the one Michelangelo painted a portrait of that the churches then accepted as the picture of Jesus. Do you realize that it came from a Catholic working for the Catholic Church? Some artist that rendered a supposed picture of what Jesus looked like, and now... The churches have bought into that hook, line, and sinker. And they got pictures of this cursed person hanging up in their churches. It's like having a cursed object in your church or in your house. The Bible says the Godhead is not like that of graven art. We're not supposed to be doing because God knew that we would have a tendency to want to bow down and worship things. Worship material things. Worship images. And then you get into the whole realm of paganism and bowing yourself down to things. It's not what Jesus looks like. i got a picture of the standard looking... The Bible says that there was no beauty in him that we would even desire him. I don't think Jesus was a good looking man. The Bible says that. But yet you've got this Adonis looking, long haired version Jesus... In all these churches, with, I love it when they got the halo on them, which is the Egyptian sun disk, which is even more, makes it more occultic. Unbelievable. Most churches today have pictures of this Sananda Emmanuel Jesus, this Master Jesus, hanging in them somewhere. Most believers correlate this picture of Jesus that they see as the real Jesus when it is really Sananda Emmanuel who, who will come to earth playing Jesus, the Son of God. A very good deception. The church was groomed for hundreds of years for this one. Do you know how many people are going to fall away just from this one alone? Do you see how important this one little thing I'm covering right now really could be for a lot of people? They've hung their hat on this one thing. Well, bless God, if if I saw him walk in the door, huh, I'd believe it hook, line, and sinker. I don't care what he says. And he comes in the door and says, Your Bible's based on lies. You had it all wrong. I'm really sorry. I still love you, though. But you've got it all wrong. Who do you think they're going to believe? The Word of God? Or are they going to believe some counterfeit imposter that looks like that picture hanging on the wall at your church? I know how that's going to go down. It's part of the strong delusion. Strong delusion isn't just one thing. It's a lot of things. It's a satanic effort that's taken. This one's been going on for hundreds and hundreds of years. Isn't it funny that the Bible says in 1 Corinthians eleven fourteen, doth not even nature itself teach you that if a man have long hair, it is a shame unto him? Anybody with, with in other words, it's like anybody that's thinking critically at all knows that a guy walking around with long hair is something not right about that. Yet I see all these long-haired people that call themselves Christians in the churches. I'm not saying that makes them unsaved. I'm just saying they're out of line with God. Long hair is for women, the Bible says. That's where the Bible talks about hair in that portion of Scripture. Long hair for women, short hair for men. And yet the long hair hippie version Adonis Sananda Manuel Master Jesus pictures all have long hair. Imagine that. Sananda Manuel, Just so you know, this Master Jesus claims and admits that Sanat Kumra, who is another ascended master, is his father. Sanat Kumra is another name for Satan. Did you know that? Yeah, it's one of the ascended masters. He says he's Satan. Sanat. All you got to do is rearrange two letters there, and you got Satan. Just like Santa Claus. Arrange a couple letters in Santa, you got Satan. Hmm. Imagine that. Just like the planet Saturn, which is the sixth planet from the sun, number six. That's correlated with Satan too. Saturn, Satan. Very, very similar in their makeup. There's no correlation. It's it's all just coincidence. Anyway, uh, here's a picture of Jesus and Lady Magda, or Mary Magdalene. Taken from the New Age Files. This is a. It really looks like a real picture, too. It's pretty freaky. And it's the long-haired hippie versions. Master Jesus, with Lady Magda. She's walking kind of to the rear of him, and he's talking with some other Ascended Master. This is the same guy that's going to make his big appearance soon. You wait and see, most likely, if you're alive. You and I are alive. Um, they're saying when he comes back, he's going to come. Now, Mary Magdalene they, is, is another Ascended Master. I did a whole study on Amy Simple McPherson and how that she was the last incarnation of Mary Magdalene on this earth. Did you know that? The the Pentecostal uh, prophetess preacher, the the forerunner to Catherine Kuhlman, claims and and, in the New Age, all the New, New New Agers admit that she was the actual incarnation of Mary Magdalene. Reincarnation, you know. I'm not making this stuff up. I mean, it's it's up there if, if you research. I've done studies on this as well. and Amy, Subba McPherson, the keyword search bar, And I've got all the PDFs to back all this up with pictures, links, and all the stuff, just like I do on this teaching. You want to research it? Please do. Don't take my word for it. Don't believe anything I say. Research it for yourself.
1: I mean, I've been doing this for a long time now.
0: Uh, I don't even know how many years. But... Uh, I don't know, like 19 years now? Getting near there? As far as what got me you know, into this was reading the book En route to global occupation by Gary Kaa, which was a United Nations insider who saw the the big picture satanic agenda and how the Freemasons, the Freemasons tied into it developing right in front of him and that's how he ended up getting saved. And that book was what led me to the Lord. That's what got me springboarded into all this. And I've just built on all that cross-confirming knowledge over the years. So, also, then I give you a picture of the Shroud of Turin. You know, the face of Jesus. It's funny. It's a long-haired version. Looks a lot like that Sananda Manuel Master Jesus photo of what you can see. And I totally, easily, biblically debunk the whole Shroud of. Catholic relic shroud of Turin. That is not the burial cloth of Jesus Christ. And all you have to do is all you need is a King James Bible to prove that. That is a lie from the pit of hell. One of the most easily debunkable things in the world. And yet I see ministries even to this day promoting it. And even though it's just like, okay, but you're right in league with the Catholics when you get on that bandwagon. Well, we can, we can share some common ground with the Catholics, I guess. It's okay. No, we can't. No, we can't. We do not want to get yoked up with them. Because delusion follows very shortly afterward. Okay, let's keep going here. Uh, next article. Imam Mahdi Rising. What Iran is teaching their population. This is quoted from an Iranian video proclaiming the imminent appearance of their Muslim savior, who is known to many American theologians as the Christian Antichrist. In other words, Imam Mahdi. And it says, people will rise from the east, preparing the way for the reappearance of the Imam Mahdi. Was the 2011 Arab Spring a prophesied spiritual sign which American Christians should study? Uh, the person writing the article here says, I have written about certain mid-eastern predictions of their coming last imam, or the 12th uh, imam, uh, or 12th mecca imam, or the imam Mahdi." I've never, I haven't referred to him heard that way, but then it says, several times during the last few years. Today I'm giving readers an update of the advance in 2012. Now this came out on December 28th of last year, so not too long ago. The Iranian government is presently engaged in a massive public education effort to inform their citizens and those of neighboring Muslim states that the rise of the Imam Mahdi and their last Muslim savior is imminent. Now, their whole governments are gearing their whole countries up for this. That this is imminent. They are teaching their people that when the Imam Mahdi arrives on the world scene, he will make Iraq the seat of his world government, specifically the town of Kufa, or Ali Kufa. That's where he's going to make his little I don't know, where he's going to set up his world government. Or his government, whatever. The sleepy village is a north north is north northwest of Baghdad and is just to the west of Samaria. At the end of the essay, I have posted two videos which are English translations of the Iranian propaganda machine's present efforts to prepare their people for the arrival of the Imam Mahdi and for war. There is not a doubt in my mind that when or if U.S. forces withdraw totally from Iraq, that Iran will quickly sweep in and begin anew their own conquest of the region. Why? Because they would already want to be in control of that region so that, they could, so that their Imam Mahdi could set up shop when he comes back. And this is based on what is being set forth in these two videos he cited. The Iranian people will see the rise of the Imam Mahdi as a time of the heralding of the arrival of the global government of peace, prosperity, and justice. But, unfortunately, it won't come unless there's massive bloodshed, according to their own Quranic writings. This this would imply, well, according to their own unholy writings, I should say. This would imply that Iran supports the long-standing globalist united nation's mandate which is attempting to march the nations of the world toward an eventual dissolution of their own sovereignty and in an international and into an international super state many American Christians are vehemently opposed to this plan of the future world governments governance myself being one of them uh, the United Nations well-known alignment with the Luciferian philosophies of the Lucius Trust, and other New Age think tanks place their world governance plans squarely at odds with the true Christianity. Now, I've done a whole teaching entitled, The United Nations, Lucius Trust, World Goodwill, The Earth Charter, and Maitreya. Tied it all together. I give you the link right here. There's just no way I can recover all this ground that I've already covered. And that's why I have these links to the teachings built into the PDF. It's just like... One-stop shopping. You can go there and whatever you want to research, I've either got links to the actual source articles or teachings I've done specifically, which have their own PDFs that you can access. It's all for free. It's just right up there on the thing. And I want to just also say I I thank uh, so much for the people that have donated to the ministry. I know I I haven't taken enough time to thank them. I try to thank them personally personally. Um, also, people that are pray are praying for for uh, Taylor myself, this ministry. Um, we I just praise the Lord Jesus Christ for you. Uh, if if sometimes I, I lose an address or I can't thank somebody uh, via email, I'm 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 sorry about that. Uh, uh, it, I'm so overwhelmed with the ministry right now that it's becoming a little bit harder and harder to kind of keep up with everything. But I always want to make sure that people understand how grateful I am uh, for, the, for those things and that you've put me in a position where I actually can do this full-time and um, devote myself to the, to the ministry. I try to be as efficient as possible. I don't know a lot of ministries like mine that are, I mean, we had over 58,000 uh, downloads just in the audios last month, just off the main site. And that's not including all the other ministries out there reposting the audios. So I have no idea what the numbers are, but I'm just trying to manage all that um, as far as just the day-to-day stuff, and it's just, it's a lot of, tremendous amount of emails that generates, and then trying to put together the the teachings and the audios and everything else, it's just, it's quite a bit, so i uh, I just want to thank you, though. I want to take time to thank you, and, and God bless you, and I, and I pray that, that he bless all of you and uh, protect you. And Because uh, I know some of the people that have you know, helped me in times past, they get attacked. I've seen it. They get satanically attacked. And I, pray, I try to pray for my listeners, for the people that donate, and for the people that pray for me, because I know they have a tendency to get attacked as well. Um, which I don't like, but it's just the way, you know, it's, it's what Satan does, you know. So, God bless you, and let's go ahead and keep going here. So, um, this is a quote, and it says, There is no doubt. That only this anticipated savior, the Muslim Imam Mahdi, will be capable of establishing a global government of peace, prosperity, and justice, and cleanse the earth of all vestiges of corruption and oppression. It's just like, oh my word, the exact opposite of what they say is what's actually going to happen, but you know, when when was the truth ever important to them anyway? Uh, there's a link to that quote. So, he goes on to say, I ponder how Muslims arrived at this conclusion, inasmuch as the arrival of the Imam Mahdi has long been prophesied to eventually accompany, be eventually accompanied by the war to end all wars, or World War III. This war breaks out midway into his conquest of the nations. Now, how that's actually going to really play out, who knows. I don't think it's going to play out exactly like the Muslims think it's going to play out. I, I don't think that at all. But, You know, they've got their own little cult belief systems. The two opposing faiths, Islam and Christianity, have a wildly different interpretation of who is who and what they will do as the Imam Mahdi arrives on the world scene at the converging apex of the last day events. There is no... Compromise possible between the root core beliefs of Islam and those of biblical Christianity. Oh no, but the, but all the, the preachers and pastors that are in, um, bringing in the whole new religion of Krizlam, the melding of Christianity and Islam, they would disagree with you. Because they believe it can be done. <laughs> what an abomination. Going further, it says, any pretense that such a negotiated meeting of theological minds or a merging of the two faces possible is both flawed and erroneous, tantamount to sin itself, as it infers blasphemy against the divinity of Jesus Christ. Islamic belief holds that Jesus was a mortal prophet and nothing else. The final son of perdition or the Imam Mahdi, now that's his interpretation. I'm not gonna go that far because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be like like Okay, date setter, say it's got to be this, and I'm 100% convinced, and I'm going to totally hang. I'm not going to do that. There's no way. You know, it's one big satanic deception employ. I think the, they're going to play a major part, if nothing else. In some way, shape, or form, I believe this is going to go down. I don't believe Satan has all this invested in this false religion, in this end time scenario, for none of it to happen the way that it's been predicted to happen. Okay? Satan's got a lot invested in this. So, going further here, uh, let's see here. The final son of perdition, or the Imam Mahdi, is said in the book of Daniel to enter peaceably by flatteries. Uh, this is what the KJV Christian Bible teaches. Islam's savior, a.k.a. their Imam Mahdi, is also is known as our final son of perdition, or the final Antichrist. Well, you know... Listen, I don't know if he's going to actually be the Antichrist. He's a pretty good candidate. uh, Pretty strong one. But, again, I'm not going to put, I'm not going to just put all my eggs in that basket and then it doesn't quite work out that way. You know, but I think, yes, I think it's a very strong possibility at this point. He is a man of the knowledge of dark sentences, according to the Bible. A vile person, a man who destroys wonderfully. And these are quotes from the KJV. He is described as a man who knows how to forecast his devices against his enemies. A man who will speak lies at the table. He will be the man who first makes a covenant with Israel and then soon thereafter breaks the covenant as his heart shall be against the Holy Covenant. Uh, see Daniel 11.28, King James Bible. I don't pretend to be an expert on this complex subject, but everything I read is in translated Muslim articles from the Middle East, appears to be a supreme distortion and an ongoing obfuscation of the true facts about the Lord Jesus Christ as presented in the Christian Holy Bible. I would totally agree with that, 100%. According to the above-cited article, Muslims do not believe that Jesus was ever crucified, so the American Christians, a people of faith in the Bible, will accordingly philosophically part ways with Islam at that opening juncture right off the bat. Right, okay. I am citing some of these well-known facts for new readers who may not really know what most Muslims do or do not believe about the life of Christ in his divinity. Their refusal to believe that Jesus was ever crucified relates any possible belief that he was resurrected, or refutes any possible belief that he was resurrected and ascended. Therefore, Islam is denouncing another primal tenet of Christianity, God's promise of everlasting life for believers through faith in the life, death, crucifixion, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. According to the article, the last or the twelfth Imam Mahdi will Spontaneously appear in Mecca at the holy Kaaba, which is the black stone, which is where they make the you know pilgrimage to Mecca. Um, that big black stone thing, they march around. Okay, that's you know you always see that. Well, that's where the good old 12th Imam is just going to kind of pop out of nowhere. Did you know that? And the entire world will then be notified of his appearance. Could this spontaneous appearance refer to the so-called Day of Declaration, that Share International claims will announce the appearance on the world scene of Maitreya? Remember what I told you before about telepathically he's going to communicate with everybody and all eyes will see him and all? Yeah. Hmm, I don't know. That'd be interesting. An interesting scenario. I hadn't really thought about that one. Benjamin Krem, which is Maitreya's uh, false prophet, has claimed that all eyes will see him. It's a good point he brings up. According to the Shiite Muslim teaching, the Mahdi will return at the end of time to rule for seven years. We call this period the Tribulation. Ahmadinejad and his cabinet says that we have signed a contract with the Mahdi in which they will pledge themselves to work. What does this work involve? The work involves the wiping out of Israel off the map and conquering the entire globe. <laughs> So again, you see how all this relates heavily to what we're talking about today. It all ties together. I I could get up here and just talk about the Middle East and leave this out. And this is one of... Actually, this is actually more important because this is the religious component. And the religious component is what people are going to really buy into hook, line, and sinker when things get really bleak, too. So again, I like to really give us the big picture here. Some... Christian truth researchers have speculated that an international television campaign might be used to achieve such a global notification of the Imam Mahdi's arrival. CNN aired slick advertisements for the World Teacher in early 2010, creating an uproar in American an uproar in American Christian circles. Remember what I said before about how they were advertising the Maitreya? Uh, on Rush Limbaugh, and uh, CNN, and uh, Anderson Cooper 360, and Nancy Grace. I heard those stories, History Channel. I, I saw the commercials, I heard the audios. Okay, Nothing ever became of it then, but they were putting it out then, and I don't know if they were putting it out to gauge public reaction or what, but that did happen on those major networks. And then George Norrie did an interview with Benjamin Krem, Matreya's mouthpiece, and George Norrie had to stop the interview. And if you want to know, I did a whole teaching on it. Just key in like George or Norrie in the keyword search box at continuefortruth.com. You can can click on that one. He had to stop the interview. Now, George Norrie's done like, I don't know what it was, four or five hundred interviews or something. It's the only interview he ever had to stop. Because of the terrible feeling that was coming over him. George Norrie is not a Christian. He's not pointing anybody to Jesus Christ. In fact, as far as I can see, he's only pointing people to Satan. He's the typical whatever, you know. He's not He's not a Christian. He, he's he, he's going to be going, he'll be one of the first ones to line up for the Mark of the Beast. He's doing nothing good for humanity as far as I'm concerned. Yes, there's things you can glean, but that guy has interviewed more high-level occultists than anybody I've ever seen. High-level occultists that would be demon-possessed to the toenails, and of all the people he ever interviews, he has to shut the interview down because he became so overwhelmed in the presence of Benjamin Krim, who is the false prophet for Maitreya. So that's kind of interesting. Going further it says I have wondered aloud whether HARP the which we've discussed quite a bit is why I've done a whole teaching I think on HARP as well, and Project Bluebeam, Bluebeam aerial hologram technology would be used to achieve a faux, meaning fake, or make believe supernatural appearance of the last Mahdi or Imam Mahdi. The technology is there via heart blue beam holographic projections I mentioned earlier. Prince Charles was projected via a hologram from London to a conference in Dubai several years back. A hologram can be, uh, can look like a living, moving image of a person or an object which is fully animated, so real, that in many instances it cannot be discerned from the original. But the hologram is only a replication, an animation, an artificial representation of the original. The meaning of the word image is a representation of another real person, uh, object, locale, or original source. What else is a hologram but a lifelike projected image of someone else or something? So they've got that technology right now. I've done a whole teaching. Um, it's actually, um, it's the strong delusion teaching I did on um, aliens, UFOs, the Nephilim, and then something known as the Grenada Treaty, which is also very interesting. For the part that I covered, Project Bluebeam, if you click on this link, it's, a, it's on page 11 of the 11-page PDF, you go to page. You go to parts five or six. It's at the end of part five, and then into part six, where I cover Project Bluebeam. Anyway, I gotta have a note there, so you'll know that. Um, then he goes on to say, "I do not put anything past the United Nations in their fervor to pull the world over the eyes of the unsuspecting populations and establish global governance." Um, here's another quote from another source. He says, "The money." They say the Mahdi will reappear at the Holy Kaba in Mecca at a time the entire world will be informed of his advent. He will root out superstition and distortion by reviving the pure and pristine message of Islam. Oh, what a joke. As taught by the Prophet Muhammad, he will proceed to Iraq where he will choose the city of Kufa as the seat of his global government of peace, prosperity, and justice. I And then it ends by saying, I must, of course and will always abide by the Christian teachings of the Holy Bible. Bible prophecy has already been fulfilled so many times since the return of the Hebrew people to their ancient homeland in Israel in 1948 that for me, there's no argument as to which set of scriptures is real. I mean, the the Quran contradicts itself so many times it's not even funny. Not by itself. And yet you have the Bible where you've already had hundreds of prophecies fulfilled just in the lifetime of Jesus alone. And there's not enough atoms in the universe for that to all just be a, 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 um, by chance, if you, the, if you did the odds-making on that. Okay? Not enough atoms in the universe, like one to the amount of atoms in the universe, where that, all these prophecies that were prophesied in the Old Testament about Jesus, who he fulfilled in his lifetime, and then death, burial, and resurrection, there's just not enough atoms in the universe where that could all be a chance. And they've done whole studies on that, even in colleges, to to prove that. So, anyway, uh, there's no argument as to which set of scriptures is real, reflecting God's will and intent for humankind, and which are the opposing false doctrines set forth upon the earth to deceive humankind, and redesignate Jesus as a mere mortal prophet, denying that he was the incarnate Son of God. Now, he doesn't even get into the whole Master Jesus thing. Okay? Okay. But I did, so you know that they're coming as a package deal. (laughs) So, you know, whether they're the false prophet and antichrist, I don't know. But they're pretty nice, as far as, not nice, but they're a pretty uh, likely candidate. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, That's all I have for today, and uh, we'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day and this time you've given us. I thank you, Lord, that you've let us come together again and uh, put out another study. I pray to God that it be put forth for your glory, <clears throat> that you would use it mightily uh, again for your glory, Lord, that, that even in some way you would use it to to save souls, Lord, because in, in reality that is the most absolute important thing on planet Earth, that Um, your name be glorified, that souls be saved. I pray that you forgive us for any and all sins we've committed, Lord, as we forgive those who have sinned against us, that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be pleasing and acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer, that you cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us. And I just pray that you protect the body of Christ, Lord God, my listeners, Lord, the the innocent Lord God in the womb, the, the unborn babies, Lord, the children the the women and men of god the the innocent in the world god that those people that that are lost lord and in, in, in need in need of your salvation that you save their souls father for it's your will that not one would perish but that all would come to repentance that your angels would encamp around about these that i've mentioned lord in the body of christ and that uh, you would prepare the way lord god for whatever you have in store in our respective situations that we would be in a position of strength, Lord God, and weakness when these things really start to unfold, that we would be able to be used mightily for your glory in that time. And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.